0: I'm T. I'm James. I'm Roscoe. And, and we, we are, are the, the Chop by, by T Podcast. And if you're watching this right now, I need you to go get our book, Five Fears Vitality, Five Key Strategies to Turn Your Fear into Strength. It's available now on Amazon. Thank you. What's up? What's up? This is Chop by T Podcast. I'm your boy, Sco today we got another strong black woman on the show, a loving mother, business woman. Tisha, what's up?
1: What's
0: up? How you doing today? I'm good, how are you? That's good, that's good. I'm making it, I can't complain <laughs> if I did. Shit, it wouldn't matter, wouldn't it? No, it wouldn't matter at all. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna get straight into it, I wanna talk about, first thought I'm talking about your business. Okay. Uh, no Flash.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's uh, No Flash Co, Co stands for Collab, so we're a um, photography and videography, Trying to make it into a group, but um, we do both at mm-hmm. the moment. Um, so I co-own that with my boyfriend uh-huh. Javon, okay. and so he does a lot of like the automotive photography mm-hmm. um, and the videography as well. And I do more like portraits, you... lifestyle shoots, outdoors. And so stuff he like
0: he takes a lot of pictures. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Yeah, so he worked. We both um, manage a couple social medias you know, for um, different companies. That's more in, like, the automotive side of Uh things, though. Um, But my passion is people and, you know, catching moments and making magic of that.
0: How is that working with your uh, significant other? I always thought that would be kind of, like, hard.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a balance, especially when there's, like, so many other things Mm -hmm. to juggle in life. Like, we both got kids.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, We both work full-time jobs as well. His full-time incorporates the photography, videography as well. Um, but mine is in a totally different realm, so it's like, you know, mm-hmm. um, we just have to make, you know, just carve out time for each other. and.
0: Do it get a little rough for y'all sometimes having a full-time job and still trying to do your passion? Because I know for me, mm-hmm. it, it get rough sometimes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's in my job. So I work in the, um, I've been in the mental health field for about eight years, and mm-hmm. so now my focus is, um, it's like equal parts of mental health, criminal criminal justice, and, um recovery. So, I work with a lot of individuals trying to rehabilitate them from whether it's, you know, substance abuse things, mm-hmm. mental health, sometimes a little bit of both. Um, and so, it's taxing, mm-hmm. you know, just like an emotionally draining job. And so, with it just physically being like a full-time job, mm-hmm. emotionally draining, him working the full-time, us both just trying to, you know, balance things,
0: mm-hmm. it definitely makes sense. Was it like a right. like a halfway house type of thing?
1: No. So, we refer out to halfway house, but we are like a program. Um, so, we help People who have pretty much like committed crimes um, mm-hmm. if it's due to their mental health or their substance abuse problem we try to rehabilitate them rather than just like leave them in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are blessing people out of jail every day mm-hmm. and, you know they can come and do our program um, but yeah it's, it's it's a cool job and mm-hmm. I really I like it
0: I know you said both of y'all had kids mm-hmm. uh, I wanted to ask you that's why I want to hit on motherhood mm-hmm. How did motherhood change you?
1: Oh, it just shook me to my core. <laughs> I know some
0: people changing for the best or the worst.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely for the better. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning, I think it made me a little more savage. Like, I've always been, yeah. you know, just like a to-the-point type of person. A little too cutthroat sometimes, but that just kind of intensified everything. Right. Because, you know, I was just so, like, mama bear mode, like, just protecting, you know,
0: uh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know, but it also made me a little bit softer in other ways, too. Mm-hmm. So, just more selfless. Um, more loving, Mm -hmm. just, like, really learning how to switch my whole way of living from, Mm -hmm. you know, it just all being about me and just whatever I want to do and going out and, you know, partying and stuff like that. You just can't with a kid. And Uh so, in my head, the whole time I was pregnant, I was like, you know, I can't wait to, you know, meet my baby. I'm going to love him. and It's going to be great. And I think I still thought I was still going to do the other things I used to do, like, you know, going out, hanging out with friends and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. But, It was a hard thing to to swallow as far as just, you know, oh, I can't make this event because, you know, I got to do this. Or, Mm. you know, I can't drink because I'm trying to breastfeed or, Mm. you know, things like that. So just going through that transition of, like, a new Tisha was the hardest part. And that's kind of the time frame where I was, like, you know, not happy and postpartum and all that stuff. But... There was light at the end of the tunnel, made mm-hmm. it through, and now I'm just, like, more of a well-rounded person, I would say.
0: A lot of people take that for granted, though, that postpartum stuff, people. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of men sleep on it. They, they don't think it's, like, real.
1: Yeah, it's definitely
0: Women real. really go through that.
1: They definitely do. I think it's just a combination of, like I said, for me, it was, like, a lot of mental changes, you know, that I had to make. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely just... You know your physiology, like your makeup, and you know all kinds of hormones are like coming in and leaving out. And if you're breastfeeding, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. And that's stressful in itself, and you know just all the troubles that you go through, lack of sleep. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's just a combination of everything. You know.
0: Did you did you lose a lot of friends when it comes to like hanging out and stuff like that?
1: Not really. Um, I went through some changes with friends, mm-hmm. but. I think at that point in my life, I pretty much had, like, a solid core group. And, mm-hmm. you know, our our relationships look a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely not. I don't think I lost anybody. Mm-hmm. And if I did, then I'm not thinking about it. They were meant to be
0: lost. So. Mm-hmm. When it came to dating, how long did it take you to, like, let a man in and, like, be close to your son?
1: Oh, that's a hard one, too. um, I can't really give you a good time frame. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I was doing more dating outside the house, right. not really like having anybody come over and stuff like that, until pretty much until I knew it could get serious. Mm-hmm. So whether that was like a month or we've been on a couple of dates, and you know, um, but I don't, I don't really date around a lot. So it was, you know, there's, you know, times where I was like, you know, definitely not letting you meet my child. Right, right. You just but all make new like
0: this ain't, this ain't, this yeah, ain't happening.
1: But um. You know, but my boyfriend now he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's got experience with you know, his daughter is thirteen, so he's been doing this uh, yeah. a while. So you know, that helped me kind of trust him a little bit mm-hmm. more before you know they got introduced. So
0: he was he was already prepped. He he knew what to yeah, do. Yeah, he knew what's
1: going on. He helps me a lot too with with the parenting thing.
0: <laughs> I wanted to ask you when in the, uh you know you ain't got to talk about the the passing of your your, your yes. child's uh, father, but how did you help him? Navigate through that. What was that like? With who, for you? which? Well, your uh, your son.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, that was just a terrible, terrible time. He, mm-hmm. I think it was. Kids have a different perspective, a different way of looking at things. Yeah. So, for me, like for me, being kind of like physically. Or, like, visibly, let me say that, visibly more, like, mm-hmm. sad and mm-hmm. grieving. And, you know, I'd known his dad for m- way more than ten years, but we had been together, like, nine, ten years. Mm-hmm. So he was, like, a huge part of my life, of Deuce's life. Um, and we were friends at the end of right. the day. You know, we had been um, apart for maybe, like, a couple of years or so. Um, but we still maintain that, you know, that Total contact. Great at co-parenting. And get him every day. Yeah. Amazing co-parenting. Mm-hmm. Like, he's an amazing father. Um So, for me, you know, it was, I think, just, it's odd to say, but it's like, you know, I've known him, I've known Deuce's dad longer than Deuce did. Right. But, of course, they've got that, like, inhumane bond that was just Mm -hmm. like, they're just alike. But a child's understanding of death is just way different. Mm -hmm. So, I think, for me, it affected me to where, when I'm trying to explain to him what happened, I'm wondering, does he understand? Does he know what's happening? He's just... He got sad, and he's definitely cried, and we both shed some tears together. Mm -hmm. But I think the biggest part for him was just understanding that, Mm -hmm. you know, that his dad lives in heaven now. Um, He won't be back on earth. He says that a lot. He's like, Mommy, can I go to heaven? Right, go visit, like So it's just hard conversations that had to be had, and my friends sometimes ask me, how did you even, you know, like some of the questions that he Mm -hmm. asked that they overhear, they're just like, girl, I would not know like what to say. And I don't, and there's no script for it, but, you know, just kind of thinking of it as he's a child, he's still learning, he's still trying to understand life in general. So, you know, we just, you know, look at pictures sometimes, we look at videos, we honor him and, you know, talk about memories that they've had together. And so I think that's a big important part of, you know, helping any child or really person, I guess, navigate through that through loss.
0: I think it's so amazing that you you met a guy who who already had a child, mm-hmm. and it's, I wanna know what's this like though like dealing with somebody you know, basically a blended family mm-hmm. I never met anyone who really did had to deal with it to tell me mm-hmm. about that, to talk to me about that how would okay. it go so I feel
1: like. We're both a little different. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We're both just really open and, like, honest and loving. And so it's just like, you know, when I met his daughter, Ava, um, it was like I'm the type of person that Mm -hmm. it's hard for me to, like, switch roles, I guess, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. It's like, sure, I'm a mom, but I'm a Mm -hmm. mom to, like, a young boy. And he's just, like, going crazy and talking to everybody and doing stuff like that. So, you know, when I was kind of in that mind frame of like, you know, meeting her and, you know, him and Deuce meeting and getting acquainted, mm-hmm. they just kind of picked up right away and, you know, did guy stuff and stuff like that. Um, but for, you know, me and him having like a preteen, it was just like, oh my God, is she, you know, oh, is she gonna oh, like one. me? Is she, yeah. <laughs> But I mean she's just the most amazing, uh-huh. sweet, kind hearted. Like she I think she told me she loved me the first time we met. <laughs> and so for me, like I'm just you know, I'm not like a very like verbal and like openly like right. lovey dovey type person. Right. So I was just like you know, like kind of frozen. But mm-hmm. um but it's just like blossomed into something amazing and we're just like one big happy family right now, so
0: I used to be so scared to date a woman with a child. It wasn't because she had a child, it was just I didn't want to get emotionally attached to the child. Mm -hmm. Just if the relationship went, you know, left, it's like I'm still attached to this child, Mm -hmm. but I don't want nothing to do with the mama, but I feel like I'm abandoning the baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: And, like, they might feel like yeah, or think a certain way about you, especially depending on the age or something. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, we... I don't know. It's just been a risk, you know, mm-hmm. to take as far as like, you know, if we didn't make it, then, you know, losing that relationship, you know, him with my son and me mm-hmm. with his daughter. So um, it was just, a re- I think it was just important that we made sure, you know, that this felt right. This could go somewhere, you know, I feel like you kind of know, Yeah. you know, so we just day by day, you know.
0: Marriage in the future? Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the same way. I've been in a relationship for about four years.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm, I'm ready to take that step. Okay. I'm ready to take that step. It's like, at this point, what are we doing? You yeah. Know, I don't want I don't want her to feel like I'm wasting her time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been four years. She, as soon or later, she's going to be looking upside my head like, nigga, what are we doing?
1: You got to put a ring on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's what I want to ask you is, do you feel like it's supposed to be like a time limit on it? Is it a time limit?
1: I don't. I don't.
0: You just go with the flow?
1: I go with the flow. Mm-hmm. I've had different views and ideas of marriage in the past especially Mm -hmm. um this is probably the first time that and it's not always been you know the other person Mm -hmm. but it's been the first time that I feel like I'm mature enough and I'm like you know set in myself enough to be you know a valuable Mm -hmm. you know wife or partner or whatever so I just feel like you just have to do what's right for you and your relationship, and mm-hmm. you know, if if your woman is putting the pressure on you and you love right. her, you better not lose her, you know. Right. But if it's just you know, chill, and y'all are just figuring things out, then probably don't want to take that step if everybody's not ready, you know. Yeah, make it work. Mm-hmm.
0: I see. I seen some uh, shit on Twitter. I want to ask a woman about this. Oh. <laughs> it was some silly shit, but you seem mature, and I just want I want to know what you <laughs> think. This girl said she didn't say it exactly like this, but she said finding out her boyfriend wasn't the leader of of his friends turned her off.
1: Mm. So he wasn't like the wolf of the wolf pack.
0: I, or like I guess the, that's how she perceived
1: it. And that turned her off?
0: Yeah, it, it bothered me that's because true. I'm like, it made me feel like, and I read the thread, of mm-hmm. course, women like agreeing. Yeah, women agreeing. Yeah. I'm like, do they even know how men work? Like male friends work? Probably not. Like, for instance, if me and my boys want to do something, it ain't, oh, the leader this, the leader that. It's a call. Hey, we having a barbecue. Mm-hmm. All right, bro, I'm going to bring this, I'm going to bring that. It ain't a person telling me, delegating, you do this, you do that, you do yeah. that. Now, maybe if we're doing business together, that's different. Yeah. you It's going to be a leader. But it, that, that kind of bothered me. And it, and it's, it's like we be having low-level conversations about relationships black people. Mm-hmm. and it, That kind of bother me.
1: Yeah, that's an odd way of thinking mm-hmm. or putting it. I feel like, you know, I've heard where it's like, you know, a girl starts dating a guy and then she meets the friend. She's like, you know, he's not the attractive friend. Mm -hmm. And so she's like, dang, I should have," you know?
0: Yeah. (laughs) But but I've never
1: heard the, the wolf pack one that's, or the, the leader type thing. I feel like as long as you, if if he's leading the household, that's all he, you know, needs to be worrying about. It's like, I feel like dynamics and guy friendships. (laughs) Sometimes it's just like, they're more worried about that side of their life Mm -hmm. than with the woman. So it's like for her to be highly concerned about, you know, what he's doing with the friends. It's like you ought to be planning dates and trips, and yeah. you know, what what do y'all have going on at home?
0: It, you know, it made me feel like, oh, you just wanted to fuck with his friend. You seen that's something like that you like in his friend. You want to fuck yeah. with his friend. Maybe she
1: just she just decided to put it that way, but yeah, that's that, really, like, something that shit was crazy.
0: And uh, I heard you say something about the man leading the household. What you think about the whole, you know, this is a conversation, too, the whole 50-50 thing? hmm
1: As far as just in general or bills? Or,
0: bills, financial shit.
1: So, at the end of the day, let me just say this. You just got to do what works for you. I, I, I mean, always that's, say that. That's just really the answer. That mm-hmm. should be the only answer because people try to put these guidelines out on how people should live their lives. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not everybody can do that. Not everybody's working this type of job or making this certain amount of money mm-hmm. or you know, there's stay-at-home moms. There's stay-at-home dads. Mm-hmm. It's just, it just depends. And, you know, as long as you've got a system that works for your household and, you know, egos aren't in the way, then really it shouldn't matter yeah. at the end of the day. But I feel like as far as effort in a relationship, both people should put in 100%. 100 um, As far as bills, if you're married, it's probably going to go into the same account at some mm-hmm. point. So it's like why does... That matter, but um, I know men out here that, that want to pay all the bills. Yeah, and that's great. Um, and
0: make them feel better about them. Yeah, today.
1: but I feel like when a when a man is like too firm or like resi- resistant in the like sense that he doesn't want to do anything more than half, then that's a red flag. I feel like mm. just because to me that says something different about his mental, his way of thinking. He's right. not like taking like the whole unit into consideration. He's mm. like I'm only paying half because. What about me at the end of the day? You know, if this doesn't work out, you know, I didn't put too much in. We kind of, like, did the same. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like red flag probably for, you know, Mm -hmm. anybody. You know, just wanting to do that 50-50, but we just
0: do what works for you. I about to say, at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. it's about keeping y'all business between each other. And making this shit work. It don't matter. Like, whatever y'all do to make this ship sail, do it. That's what you got to do. Yeah. So when it. Come so you raising your child is it you know, with your boyfriend? are there any of uh, like is boundaries like I always thought it would be tough for me to to discipline another woman's child mm-hmm. like how mm-hmm. how do you go about dealing with it
1: so we so when I told you about like us kind of coming together mm-hmm. as a family and issues and stuff that we face. So that was one of the, the main or the big ones when I think when we finally kind of solidified us as a unit, um, you know, especially when we moved in together after a while, um, that was a big thing that I was like protective over him. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, you know, I don't want anybody telling my child anything, yeah. you know, so, and then especially, you know, my son's dad was here. I know that that territorial, you know, yeah. thing was going on. And honestly, like, I'm such a loyal person. It's like, uh-huh. here I am in a whole another relationship, and I'm still like, his dad is over there. Like, I, you know, like, right. this is not something you should be in. But, uh-huh. you know, it, it took a lot of time and a lot of conversations with, you know, not just my boyfriend, but, you know, family members, friends, and stuff like that, uh-huh. and, you know, advice on things. Um, and a lot of time in, in all those conversations just to understand, like... He wants the best for our household right. and he is a type of person that's, you know, like he's very loving, but it's like right is right, wrong is wrong. Mm-hmm. And so it just took a lot of conversations for us for me to feel comfortable. Let me mm-hmm. just say it, for me to feel comfortable with him doing any type of discipline. It's never never anything mm-hmm. crazy. Um Deuce is actually an amazing child. He's like smart juice. and yeah, Deuce <laughs> with the juice. <laughs> He's smart. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's asked so many questions, but he's not, like, the typical, you know, I don't think he's ever thrown a tantrum. Mm-hmm. He's never, like, wild out like it's that. So cute. I feel like that's helped, but mm-hmm. um, it did take a while. That was probably the hardest thing, mm-hmm. you know, with us joining families was, you know, and even me to feel comfortable, you know, talking to, you know, his daughter about certain things, certain wombly things that, mm-hmm. you know, or if she, you know, didn't clean up something in the kitchen, i you know, it's like, I would be going to him, like, I don't want to say anything to her, you know, I don't want to hurt her feelings, because she's so kind and nice, right. but, um, I'm more of, like, the tough type of mom, mm-hmm. so I'm, like, treading lightly, <laughs> but he was, you know, encouraging me, um, and then I finally got to that point where I was accepting of, you know, everything mm-hmm. he had to offer, and, and it's honestly made us greater, he's, like, mm-hmm. you know, taught Deuce a lot of things, and, Um, they do guy stuff in the Mm -hmm. garage and stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to having kids in the future. And I always, I pay attention. I got a child actually. Okay. His name is Blake. He's not biologically mine, Mm -hmm. but I accepted him as mine. How old is he? He's seven. He just turned seven. And, uh, kids are so, they're so pure.
1: They are. They're so pure.
0: And you learn from them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just be so afraid sometimes, like, I don't want nobody else to mistreat him. Yeah. And that's why I keep asking you questions, you know, how y'all dynamic yeah. is with each other. Like, mm-hmm. I'll be, ain't nobody going to treat him like I'm going to treat him. You get what right. I'm saying? So that's always on my mind. Right. right? I know you probably deal with that, too.
1: Yeah. Um. I mean, honestly, it just took, you know, trust and just, you know, watching how certain situations mm-hmm. played out and, um, you know, of course, just accounts of, you know. Hey, did y'all have fun today? What did you mm. do? And, um, you know, I've never, I wouldn't be with a person if I felt like, you know, there was ever going to be any kind of like shadiness going on mm. period, especially mm. with my child, because like I told you before, it's mm. savage mama mode right. coming to play. Um, but you know, just watching those situations and, you know, really getting to know that person mm. and, um, taking your time is like the biggest thing with, with that, um, but i'm sure you found like you've learned a lot of things uh, yeah. from him too yeah cuz i know i'm always like sometimes questions that come from do some like
0: like where you get this where from where did you
1: get yeah like how did you know this where did you get this from youtube <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> how you deal with that do you you do you do you monitor his uh how he be on youtube and stuff
1: yeah so he's got the kid version you know there's like a youtube kids mm-hmm. app um and so he's got that one. He's not allowed to do the regular one. <laughs> yeah. But there's still things that just even if it's like a kid show, or like I don't like Peppa Pig because she's throwing tantrums. I don't like oh, you know I don't like him to watch certain
0: reactive behavior.
1: Yeah, and like Caillou and stuff like that. He's mm-hmm. always crying about something. I'm like, no, we're not doing Caillou. So it's just, you know, just listening out, like, keeping that ear open mm-hmm. when he's on the iPad. But he's getting more into games and stuff now. So right, he's going to be a gamer. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, i a gamer sports guy, so.
0: Do you make him go outside? I'm I had to make my son get off that shit and go outside. Like,
1: yeah, like, we all go out and do mm-hmm. stuff as a family. We go to, like, car shows and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, he does martial arts now, so that's been uh, okay. a nice, you know, active thing to keep him. He loves it, so. I can tell he's not going to like have that issue of just like being a couch potato and, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but I do definitely, you know, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of parents have to make it intentional to like, and and also lead by that example of like, you know, if you're sitting on the couch on your Mm -hmm. phone, you know, what do you expect him to do or her to do? So
0: that's why I see a lot now. I see, I don't see parents actually raising their children and they letting the, the, the uh, electronics, uh, the iPads, the games. that They're not making them be children or letting yeah. them be children. Like they letting social media grow them up. Yeah, I hate that's, that. That's dangerous yeah. business,
1: for sure. Yeah, so we don't, you know, too much time on the iPad. I don't have, like, a a certain, you know, hours a day that he can mm-hmm. be on or has to get off. But um, you know that time when it's like, okay, you've been doing that all day long. Let's, you know, let's get up. Let's do something else. Mm-hmm. So,
0: how I want to ask you, when it comes to your relationship, do you let your friends in your business?
1: Um, It just depends. It depends on the friend, and it depends on the business. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty much an open book, and there's not a lot that's, you know, off-limits with me, but there's certain things where it's like, sometimes if I'm still processing something and I don't want to, you know, it's like if I don't even know how I feel about a certain situation, I'll wait. Like, I won't bring it up, you mm-hmm. know, to anybody, really. I'll just kind of sit with it and, and take my time with it because I'm, you know, I don't want to talk to somebody. And they kind of put their opinion in my head and, like, let yeah. that affect me. So, um so yeah, I definitely, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say let them all in the business, uh-huh. but definitely, you know, if it's an issue that mm-hmm. I'm struggling with, like with the parenting thing, I know I, like I talked to a oh, yeah, of my friends with kids course, and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but other stuff, not so much. It just, yeah. just depends on the friend. That's
0: the point I'm getting to too. I, I really don't like telling nobody nothing now because it's like, I don't, like you said, I only want to deal with my thoughts mm-hmm. how I'm going to deal with this situation. I yeah. never want to going to a situation where I'm using somebody's thoughts on the person I love. Mm-hmm,
1: it's exactly. up to us to
0: figure this out and make this shit work.
1: Yeah, and then depending on what, on what it is, mm-hmm. I mean, we all know this. I'm sure pe- plenty of people have said this, but depending on the situation, you don't want your loved one or your friend looking at mm-hmm. your significant other different. So, yeah, you know, it's important to, like, let me just make sure, you know.
0: At the gatherings together, this person looking upside their head because you didn't told them something that you didn't got over three months ago. (laughs) They still holding on to it.
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's harder for you know other people to let stuff go Uh because you know they don't know what's really going on in the relationship and and you've got that love component, that Mm -hmm. attachment to that person. Mm -hmm. So even if you're dealing with a rough time or some bad shit, it's like Mm -hmm. you know at the end of the day, you want to be with them if Mm -hmm. you're still with them. So. It's easier for you to stay, I feel like, right. than it is for your friends to, so like, not look at them crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's how I am. Too. When my friends tell me something about their significant other, I try to detach myself from mm-hmm. that emotional part of it because it, it really has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. You really just want to vent to me at this time. Right. I think people need to realize when your friends just want to vent to you instead of, you know, you taking on their problems and now you projecting it on other people around them.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like... You know, I like to, whenever a friend is venting to me, I'm just like, do you want my honest opinion? Or, right. you know, it's just as simple as asking sometimes. You know, it's like, do you want the nice version, the honest opinion, right. or me to just listen? Because, you know, and then you kind of learn with certain friends that mm-hmm. you you might listen to them all day long, and you talk to them, and you're, like, really giving your best, like, advice yeah. to them, and, and after you're thinking, like, I killed that, they're going to go in. You yeah. know, and, and do something, you know, right. with the relationship that's, like, just unheard of. Mm-hmm. And then it's the same. Same old shit. So it's like you just waste a lot of energy, yeah. a lot of time. And, you know what I mean? It's just, it that's gets
0: a w- That's training. what I had to learn. <laughs> I had to learn how to deal with that. That shit pisses me off when a person constantly comes to me talking about the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. And you give them advice, advice after advice, but listen, they keep doing the same shit. Yep. And it's like, is it right for me to get mad and, like, go off on this person? Or should I just tell them, stop talking to me about this shit?
1: I've done that before. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say go off on them. But, you know, yeah. that's just me being nice. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, you can definitely, I mean, de- you know, your friends. It's like, mm-hmm. depending on the friend, that might be how they have to hear it. It's like, yeah. you know, where it sticks. It's like, look, you've been coming to me with this
0: for years. Mm-hmm. You're not
1: going nowhere. Right. Just let it go
0: yeah <laughs> that shit bothers me so much yeah like, I used
1: to get bothered by that but then I realized you know it's like I mean I work with people so much I'm just like mm. I've seen the same issues go on for years and years and there, and my job was to actively help them mm. with said issue you know mm. and still sometimes nothing gets better and then sometimes all of a sudden it's just like you know an epiphany so you really don't affect people mm-hmm. as much as you think you do. Um right. but if they really want that, I think nowadays, just to protect my time and my peace and energy, mm-hmm. I'm just like, do you want me to answer? Or I'm going you know, am I wasting my breath? So uh,
0: you mentioned your job and you said I think uh, earlier you said something about uh you've been in the mental health field also. Mm-hmm. I was in the mental health field for a while too. Okay. Do uh, dealing with all those people sometimes do it kinda get to you? Do it bother because I had to leave because it was bothering me mm-hmm. I started feeling uh because I worked at a psych ward okay. in Nashville MTMH? uh it was Skyline Madison okay and just being around all those different spirits people being depressed you know you know people bipolar so it really um, used to get to me you saw the worst of it yeah you yeah know,
1: that's where we would send people and you
0: know oh, so we or one of, from places, y'all. Okay. one of the places one of the places yeah
1: it just depends I worked for a outpatient mental health facility for like Mm -hmm. seven years and so you know sometimes we had crisis calls sometimes you know it was just a regular I've got anxiety I need help I need medication you know but those those severe situations are are rough um and then years and years of just any of that type of work that's Mm -hmm. like you know you kind of have to tap into another level of empathy Mm -hmm. um sympathy and all Mm -hmm. those things it definitely I definitely got burnt out yeah so um Around year seven, that's when I left, and I went and did something kind of boring. I was like, I just want to go and, you know, (laughs) just sit at a computer. I worked from home for a while, Uh did some corporate HR, um, and I don't know. I just got to the point there where I felt like I kind of missed the – I don't know. Maybe I just needed a break, Uh but I just got to feeling like, you know – First of all, just working from home, I was like, I need to get out of this house.
0: Right. It
1: got to a point where I was like, I haven't put on real clothes, and I don't know how long, so I got to get out.
0: Just sitting there in the robe on on the computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just
1: not healthy for me. So, um, but you know, I I wanted that more fulfilling type of work and job again, and so getting back into the field with this. You know, I've never done mental health with, like, that spin of, like, recovery or somebody yeah. dealing with substance abuse and things. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was a nice new challenge, mm-hmm. and then it was also, you know, on a smaller scale. So, I feel like I get burned out less now, mm-hmm. and I'm more well-equipped like more well to, like, deal with it and, like, cut it off mm-hmm. if I'm getting too, you know, emotional or taking too much work home right. and stuff like that. So
0: We used to deal with people with substance abuse all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know... People going through withdrawals could be so bad. Yeah, they, one day can. I had a, they can kill you. Yeah, I had to monitor mm-hmm. a dude one time for, like, I think six hours of the night mm-hmm. just to make sure he didn't, like, pass out or something. Like he was yeah. getting off uh, pills and alcohol at the same time. Wow, yeah. That shit was crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, one time I, I heard um, my boss was on the phone with somebody that was dealing with that and mm-hmm. about to go into rehab. Um I think he was dealing with alcohol. And when it made it real for me when she was telling the person on the phone that was trying to help him, Mm -hmm. you know, give him some alcohol, but not too much. You know, but it's like if they were just to hide all the alcohol in the house and just completely cut him off before he got, you know, in a medical Mm -hmm. facility where they could deal with that, he could have died. So it's it's a real.
0: The nurse told me they used to, back in the day, they used to keep beer in the facility just in case something like that happened. The turning point for me when I decided to leave, uh mental health, it was when I seen this guy come in. He was suffering from some type of depression. He was normal though, like, but it got so bad, it went into what they call, uh, I think clinical depression, like almost like mm-hmm. psych- psychosis. Mm, okay. And, and the shit was just so bizarre. It is, I just I couldn't deal with it no more. Wow. Yeah. So was
1: he like? Seeing things or just talking crazy? Or? He was
0: talking crazy. It was like, we was in the hallway. I was walking, because they had me had me on what you call a one-to-one. Mm-hmm. And that meant I just got to watch him all day. I worked a night shift for 12 hours. I got to watch him mm-hmm. for 12 hours. So we was just walking down the hallway. And all of a sudden, he just started taking down his pants and finna sit down in his chair. He's I'm going to take a shit. I'm like, what? Like, no, you can't do that right now, dude. We went, talking, that, you know? we went from talking about banks and stuff, because he... He was actually from where I was from. where well, he was from Jackson. Mm-hmm. And we went to talk about banks and stuff like that. To oh, I'm going to take a shit right here. And it just the switch. Yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. Would it bother me? Because I had a, a little emotional connection to him because we were mm-hmm. from the same area. Yeah, almost. you want to see him do good. Yeah. And yeah. Then it was like just from clinical depression. They said he got it from like cheating on his wife or something like that. And mm-hmm. he, the guilt made him go into like a deep, deep depression.
1: Wow. Yeah, I know if depression is bad enough, it can definitely have psychotic features. Usually Mm -hmm. they, um, you know, come and go. um, Mm -hmm. And with medication, like, managing the depression is, like, the important Mm -hmm. step in, like, Mm -hmm. keeping those, you know, episodes, Mm -hmm. I guess, at bay. Mm -hmm. But it's, yeah, it's taxing. Mm -hmm. It's, you have to be a special person to work in that field, for Uh, sure. Yeah, for (laughs) sure.
0: How's your mental health?
1: (laughs) Well, No, I like to call myself crazy, but I'm really not. Uh Um, No, but it's um, definitely working there helped me come to more like a comfortable place with mental health Mm -hmm. and just, you know, I've never just, you know, been bad off or anything like that, but there's been times like I've sought therapy, Mm -hmm. um, which I think more people should do. I think that's a taboo, you know, Mm -hmm. topic, but um, I've definitely been to a therapist. I've sought help every now and then, usually just when things get like when life gets really bad and hard Mm -hmm. or like things are happening that you just can't, you know, you just need a little help. To, yeah. Somebody mm-hmm. to talk to that's, you know, not one of the friends that, mm-hmm. you know, could be relationship, could just be, you know, work stress and things like that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just talking to somebody that, you know, can't say anything, can't hold it against mm-hmm. you. That can help you, you know, mm-hmm. find some skills that'll help. Um, is very important. I
0: think more yeah. people should do that. I, I've been talking to uh, my mom. I think I'm going to get a therapist. Cause I had like an episode probably about, a month ago. I just felt, it was my first time feeling like this in a long time. I felt it in my childhood because I was going through things. So that's why I was able to recognize what it was. Mm-hmm. But I felt so overwhelmed with life at one point. It was just like I wanted to, like, quit everything. I wanted to quit my job. I wanted to break up with my girlfriend. I wanted, uh-huh. I wanted to stop doing tea. Like, it just, the shit just was overwhelming. It was too much. It was just too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that came from. I don't know what triggered it, yeah. but it, I just felt like that in that moment. And I got in the shower, took my deep breaths and stuff, like I didn't calm down. Mm-hmm. And I used to be this stupid-ass dude. I don't need no therapy. therapy. I need therapy because yeah. it's coming from somewhere, and I don't mm-hmm. want to feel that feeling again. Yeah. yeah.
1: And even if, you know, some people think going to therapy is just going to magically solve all their problems, like, okay, I went to therapy, so, you know, mm-hmm. I'm good. But, I mean, it's it's more about, you know, you hearing mm-hmm. out loud what you're going through and that other person giving you some ideas and mm-hmm. tools to, to help with that. And so a lot of the times we have to kind of talk through, like talk out loud through what's going mm-hmm. on. Like we make realizations when we kind of like say things out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely I would say. I'll talk to somebody yeah. you know, from the mental health,
0: you know, right. person, it's like, I couldn't yeah, believe I used to be that person. Like, I don't need therapy or I used to think like anxiety was fake. People just bullshit and they just want some attention. Yeah, like, An
1: excuse to do, you know, um, I've, I've heard it all, you know, it's, um, mm-hmm. I'm glad to see, you know, more black people coming into, you know, being okay with like getting help yeah. with that type of stuff. Um, because it's just, it's just one less thing mm-hmm. that we need to worry about, you know,
0: because yeah. I think with me what it was I suffer from like, like suffer from like a nihilistic behavior sometimes. Like mm. sometimes I think none of this shit matters. It's mm. like what are we doing all this shit for? People so you really go don't, deep. Yeah, like people don't care. Mm. You know, mm. we just specs in the universe. So I deal with that a lot. Yeah. Often. So that's why I'm gonna go and get me some therapy. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that, that speck in the universe thing, that's funny yeah. because um it's always like when you go, you know, when you travel and you go to mm. different places and um I have a friend that's always like, you know, I love going to the ocean because it just makes me feel, Mm. it was like a good, in a good way, it makes me feel small because Mm. it's like, just look at this amazing, you know, world that we live in and yes, stuff is fucked up. Like, I get that, you know, and and people don't care Mm. and people are shit sometimes, but, you know you just have to work on yourself enough to, Mm -hmm. you know, to just be strong in yourself Mm -hmm. and you care and you care about your people and you make sure they're good and make sure you're good, Mm -hmm. you know? So, um, I guess flipping that and just, you know, sure you're, we're all just a small speck in the big universe, but you know, That can be beautiful too. Yeah,
0: yeah, you got
1: a lot of world to explore. So
0: that's why I just try to, like you said, enjoy all the the tangible things. Mm -hmm. Like I look forward to traveling and stuff like that. Just try not to. You you sit around and you get in your head at idle time. Yeah, it'll get to you. That's the devil's. Yeah, yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah. gotta stay away from that.
0: We, We didn't talk about mental health, jobs, motherhood. Listen, I thank you for coming out talking to me. Yeah. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me. No problem.
0: <laughs> this is the Chop by Tea podcast where we get a real, raw, authentic conversation. Thank you. Until next time.